After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Dovi, have the home. 
J.M. in the A.M. Wow. Wow. Eitan Katz, who was in studio yesterday, and I do recommend at some point later you go and listen to the archive of yesterday's show, live in Jerusalem with what we call a combination of Yifrach and Amosai. It's track numbers uh, five and six on the brand new Live in Jerusalem CD. That is amazing. Uh, Eitan Katz, who again was just uh, incredible yesterday, and I hope everyone gets a chance to hear the uh, performance that he did here at JM in the AM. L'Chad Odi was done by Ben Sion Solomon. Srili Williger with the Rebbe's Nigun. Yaakov Shweki brand new with Osim Chuvan from Regesh. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Another exciting morning here at JM in the AM on this Thursday, March 27th, the 25th day in the month of Adar 2. Within the hour, our Sarachek preview as schools from everywhere around this country are coming into Yeshiva University today to begin the uh, annual basketball tournament. It is always an amazing opportunity to talk about the uh, unity of our community nationwide as everyone comes in and just has a, a wonderful Shabbaton together, not just basketball, but an entire Shabbos together. And we'll talk about that later on. Elliot Weiselberg will join us. We'll have a representative of Max Live who will join us, and we will uh, we will get to that conversation that will bring... Uh, Wow, people together from all over North America. Uh, the amazing Sarachek tournament. Uh, 23 degree, 23 with a wind chill of 16. Oh boy. 53, per, I, I, I can't even think of another comment about the weather. I think I've made them all over the last five months. Um, winds are west at five, mostly sunny with a high temperature of 45 degrees. Looking forward to that. Clouds early tonight and clearing late with a low 38 and showers for tomorrow. Uh, lots of rain tomorrow with a high 59 degrees. Uh, Yerushalayim is at 73, Tel Aviv, Haifa at 66, a lot at 77. We're at uh, 23 with a wind chill of 16 as we wake up on a uh, Thursday morning here at JM in the AM. So our Sarachek conversation is coming up. We'll be joined by a representative of NORPAC with a major announcement about their big mission to Washington just over a month from now. Uh, Simcha Felder, the great state senator from New York, is going to join us at some point in the 8 o'clock hour. And the home line wedding is taking place in Baltimore tonight. We still have Malcolm tomorrow morning. Yes, Malcolm is confirmed. He'll join us tomorrow morning, 740, for the weekly update right here at JM in the AM. All right, there you go. Yeadle is next. Thanks for keeping it at 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. I'm the boy, 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 I'
what you know, it's about what you do, do you love, what you do, do you put all your doubt into it, everybody's got something that they love, but they just can't find a way, J.M. in the A.M., that's that brand new single from Ellie Schwebel, an unbelievable hit. It's called Yaga, uh, off of his uh, brand new CD, which I believe now is uh, officially released. So that is Yaga with Ellie Schwebel here at J.M. in the A.M. Effie Green had Ani Mamin. You heard Yidl with Malayim to open up that set. Twelve minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Sarachek preview within a half hour as we explore the uh, big basketball tournament. That's coming to Yeshiva University starting today with schools from all over North America. We'll talk about that and plenty more between now and 9 a.m. It's a Thursday, and this is JM in the AM.
Brand new Simcha Liner from his debut CD here on a uh, Thursday morning. Barrio with Mayadidos. You had Ali Schwebel with Yaga. That is some song, a uh, single off of his um, uh, latest CD, which just uh, came out. Thursday morning broadcast with 23 degrees, mostly sunny and a high of 45. We'll explore the NORPAC mission to Washington, which is, t- which is taking place right after Pesach. We'll have a big announcement about that coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Sarachek tournament preview just minutes away. I noticed that uh, there are some big games today, Yeah, even on day one. You might think the big games are coming up later on in the tournament. But uh, I noticed there's some uh, big matchups today. It all starts uh, later this morning with um, uh, the Hyman Brand School of Overland Park, Kansas, at 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, the um, Hyman Brand School of uh, Kansas... Just trying to read this. In the Melvin Berman Hebrew Academy of Rockville, Maryland. They'll go at it to start off the Sarachek tournament at the 10 a.m. this morning. Uh, local schools today, I hope I get this all right. Uh, MTA plays at 5.30 against Ida Crown. Ida Crown is always a big surprise. Always plays tough in the uh, Sarachek tournament. TABC plays at 7 o'clock and Frisch at 8.30. I believe those are the only three games today that include... New York, New Jersey area schools. Elliot Weiselberg and company will join us coming up at 7.15. Do a little Sarachek preview, see what the basketball tournament might give us this year. JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmintheam.org. Number one seed is Eula. That's not unusual. I think they've been seeded number one in the past. North Shore, number two. Hafter, number three. Nice. Yavna, four. TABC, five. We got some top seeds in the New York, New Jersey area, I'm proud to say. (laughs) MaxLive.com is going to have all the action all through the day. 
M-A-C-S-L-I-V-E.com, and I believe that will include a video stream as well, but we will uh, we'll make sure to find out coming up. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. And uh, then we'll have plenty more at JM and the AM. Golly, it's all Israel Army Radio, 1 p.m. newscast for a Thursday next at JM and the AM. גלי צהל השעה אחת, כאן שיבל קרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. האם ארדואן יגיע לביקור בישראל? באנקרה מדווחים על התקדמות משמעותית במגעים לקראת חידוש היחסים. כתבתנו חן פישר. על פי דיווח בעיתון הטורקי זמן, ייתכן שארדואן יבקר בישראל והשגרירויות יחזרו לפעילות סדירה. עוד נכתב כי דוד מידן, שליחו של ראש הממשלה נתניהו, נועד עם בכיר טורקי באנקרה במהלך השבוע האחרון. בשיחה זו הגיעו הצדדים להתקדמות. בישראל טרם התייחסו לדברים. כוחות משטרה הגדולים סוגרים כעת את שכונת גבעת עמל ב' בתל אביב לקראת פינוים הצפוי של משפחות מהשכונה לטובת הקמת פרויקט מגורים של היזם יצחק תשובה. כך זה נשמע שם מוקדם יותר. את הדברים הביא כתבנו ענבל תמיר. האלימות בבתי הספר, בן 13, דקר תלמיד בן 16 בתיכון בראשון לציון ופצע אותו קל. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מדווחת שהמשטרה עצרה את הנער הדוקר. הנה פרמדיק מד"א, ניסים סליקטר. הגענו למקום, הוא היה בגרה מלאה, דיבר איתנו. הוא נדקר בגפיים, חבשנו לו את הגפה שנפגעה, ופינינו אותו לבית החולים בראשון. החברה לישראל מפסידה מאות מיליונים וממשיכה לשלם משכורות עתק למנכ״ל. כתבתנו יונה לייבזון. החברה לישראל הפסידה 620 מיליון דולרים ב-2013, לעומת הפסד של כ-150 מיליון דולר בשנה הקודמת, לקח עולה מהדוחות הכספיים של החברה. המנכ״ל ניר גלעד השתכר למעלה מ-16 מיליון שקלים. חברת הבת כי"ל רשמה רווח של 820 מיליון דולרים. על רקע נתון זה או שכר הבכירים תוקפים העובדים את ההנהלה. ואומרים שהיום כולם מבינים שהכוונה לפטר את העובדים ולבצע התייעלות נועדה למעשה אך ורק לכסות על הפסדים של חברות אחרות בקבוצה. ולסיום, אחרי המפלה אמש של הפועל ירושלים ברוסיה, הערב מכבי תל אביב תתמודד מול ריאל מדריד החזקה בניסיון להבטיח את המקום בשלב ההצלבה. בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט עם אלי ישראלי ואפי טריגר, שמענו את גיא גודס, עוזר מאמן הצהובים. זו קבוצה, אפשר להגיד, הכי טובה באירופה, שהשנה אותה 43 ניצחונות לעומת שני הפסדים, ואני בטוח שהחבר'ה יבואו מוכנים, יודעים את גודל המעמד, שבדרך כלל באה קבוצה גם בסדר גודל הזה. אתה לא צריך יותר מדי מוטיבציה, נילחם על הכדורים, נשחק כדורסל טוב ואיכותי, ואני מקווה מאוד שנעשה את המשחק. אלה החדשות שעורך אילי לוין. Oh
J.M. and the A.M. It's Anochi Krohn Band uh, with the Tzadik Tamar selection. Comes from the Bunai album. Benny Friedman before that with Dawn of Mashiach. Thursday morning broadcast, J.M. and the A.M. News from Israel is at the top of the hour, and I believe tonight they go to Daylight Saving Time in Israel. I believe it's tonight at 3 a.m. They go to Daylight Savings Time. It'll be back to a seven-hour difference between this area and the Holy Land. Well, we have a couple of special guests with us live via telephone. It's time for our Sarachek Basketball Tournament Preview. Many of you are aware of the fact that the Red Sarachek Basketball Tournament is a is a big deal, to say the least. brings together a whole bunch of incredible yeshiva high schools from around North America to play basketball, to enjoy Shabbos, to have an amazing experience up at Yeshiva University, and by Monday to crown a Sarachek winner. In addition to uh, one of the members of Max Live, who we're going to be speaking to in a moment, Elliot Weiselberg, our sports director, is with us live via telephone. Elliot, good morning. Good morning, Nachum. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I take this opportunity to thank you for an absolutely amazing 2013-2014 season, uh, both with our report here at JM&AM with, and with Court Report, which is a much fuller and more comprehensive report that goes on every week. You've done an amazing job, basketball, hockey, and uh, whenever possible, you touch on other things as well. <laughs> we, have a, we have a lot of people Thank out there. Much. I really appreciate the opportunity to have experienced this season firsthand. I appreciate that. We have a lot of people out there that would like to uh, stretch you a little further and get you into volleyball and softball and cross-country and everything else that's going on. The requests have been endless so far. <laughs> it really is amazing. Anyway, today is a big one. It's the uh, start of the... Red Sarachek Tournament up at Yeshiva University. Shlomo Weisberg will join us in a moment uh, from Max Live. What are your impressions, uh, Elliot? What could you tell us after you've seen the entire Yeshiva League season? What could you tell us about the uh, big Sarachek Tournament that starts today? Well, given the way the uh, the season ended with the championship only a few weeks ago, I am very excited to see if uh, we can uh, repeat that same magic from that last game. You know, the season started off with uh, amazing surprises with Heschel, uh, you know, taking the Megan David tournament, beating Ramaz, and then you went all the way through the through the regular season. You had North Shore undefeated. You had TABC almost upsetting North Shore in the in the quarterfinals, all the way down to North Shore having to come back against Ramaz in the NYHSBL Varsity Championship. I'm excited to see if we can hit the same level of excitement throughout the Sarachek tournament. Generally, in the past. We've had some amazing matchups, some amazing teams come through that tournament and pull off some major upsets. And then you've had some teams who've just dominated the field, and I'm excited to see which way it's going to go this year. Oh, it's going to be very exciting. Shlomo Weisberg is with us from Max Live. MACSLive.com is how you hear and see what's happening at the Max Stern Athletic Center throughout the entire Sarachek tournament. Shlomo Weisberg, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Malcolm. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Did I read that they're now? Because, because I, you know, I, I say I say with as much humility as possible that I had something to do with the very first broadcast from the Max Stern Athletic Center when Sarachek was uh, was there in the big gymnasium. I don't know, a couple of decades back. Did I read that now you're up to seventy staff members for this tournament? Yeah, we have we have a lot of staff. I mean, we have we have camera that, cameras that we have to run. We have sideline reporters, play-by-play, color, we have social media, we have writers, we have a full staff. It's really very exciting. It is amazing, really incredible. All right, the teams, 
are, uh, are have already been seated. They're coming in from uh, the Derby, 20 different schools who are coming in to participate. Uh, we know how amazing Sunday is because in the middle of the day, usually you have two semifinal matches, and obviously Monday is championship Monday. What time does Monday's championship start? Do you guys know yet? Normally around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. All right, so those two days are, are exciting for obvious reasons. But you'd have to admit, Shlomo Weisberg, there is something very exciting about Thursday. It's the first day. You always get one or two really surprise big matchups that go down to the wire. Would you agree with me that today's a very exciting day up in Washington Heights? Uh, today is the most exciting day. We've been counting down now for, I think, around a month, every day, <laughs> waiting for Thursday to start, waiting to see the teams come in, see who's going to surprise us, see who's going to impress us, and start their Sarashek campaign off with the thing. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I see that the Eula Panthers are seated number one. That's not unusual, right? Not unusual. Eula, having won this tournament seven times wow. and having had the most success here, it's, it's no surprise that they have a bye on Thursday and definitely not a surprise that they're the number one uh, North Shore, uh, Elliot just mentioned them. Well-deserved seating at number two, would you agree? I, I definitely would agree. They they went undefeated in the Yeshiva League, have an opportunity this year to win two championships, um, having been the Yeshiva League championship and now Sarachek. And the only reason they're at the two seed is really because they had lost to Eula earlier in the year in the Memphis tournament. So I oh, think North Shore... Is looking for the opportunity to get revenge from that loss. I didn't even know our teams get a chance early in the year to uh, early in the school year to face off against teams from the West Coast. Hafter is at number three. The Yavna Bulldogs is that a, that's the Dallas school? That is the school from Dallas. Yes. Is this? I assume this is the highest they've ever been seated at number four. Uh, actually, they've, they've been seated at number four once before. The year of my one. senior year in the tournament. Uh, they were the number four seed coming then with a player by the name of David Naxon, a very, very talented player. But they're coming back at the four seed now, and I think they're looking to try and have their best school finish as up until now it's been fourth place. I think that they want to get a, get above that four seeding and maybe end three, third, second, or obviously take it all. Unbelievable. I didn't realize that Dallas had such a uh, gr- good representation in terms of uh, Jewish basketball players from down there. <laughs> Very nice. Who'd you play for when you uh, when you were a senior? I played for Ida Crown Jewish Academy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. You're the guy to talk to because Ida Crown, for some reason, don't you agree with this? For some reason, they always make noise in this tournament when they're unexpected to do so. Well, yes, I, I, I would definitely agree with that. Ida Crown comes and, they, I mean, they, they live for Sarachek. We live for Sarachek in Chicago. So they have a huge fan section that comes as if they're almost playing in a, on, a, on a home court advantage. And, and they, they always manage to win a game or two, even when unexpected, exactly. And uh, were you part of that? There was one year where they just they came out of nowhere and won the Thursday night game completely unexpected. Was that the type of team you were on? Was that what happened your year? So we were actually the third seed coming in. Oh, wow. Um, so we won. The, the Thursday game was, was expected for us to win, but then we played against Eula on Friday, beat them, beat Ramaz in a crazy, crazy Sunday game. In 2008, we ended up uh, beating Hague in the championship. Unbelievable. They actually took home the trophy to Chicago, huh? That's pretty exciting. I can only imagine. Shlomo Weisberg is with us. Was there a year when Ida Crown was not invited or something? I remember some, some story that they, they, were, they were protesting from the Midwest. Am I right about that? 
That that sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> you don't want to go into too much detail, I guess. No, I'll, I'll have to be politically correct. <laughs> Are there? And I hope you're not doing any Ida Crown games as as lead. No, no. I not only not only should I not do Ida Crown games, I'm going to be front row cheering as loud as I possibly can. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. Any of these seedings that are questionable to you? Everybody could see them, by the way, if they go to the teams section of maxlive.com. Anything uh, questionable or this looks, this look, this list looks good going in? You know, I'd say the, the, the one questionable seat I have is, uh, is MTA at 10 seat, um, which is understandable MTA being the host school for this tournament, but they haven't had the most successful season, only winning four games in the regular season. Um, and many of the teams below them, while not playing in the Yeshiva League, have won um, more than four games in their regular season. Oh, interesting. So just a question. And by the way, you know who they're playing today? I, I, I know who they're playing today. I'm excited. It'll be MTA against Ida Crown. We'll see how that, ha- how that works out. And the Hillel team playing TABC, where's that Hillel team from? Is that North Miami Beach? Uh, yes, they're, they're exactly. They're from, they're from Miami Beach. And um, they have come to this tournament before. Their best finish being third place. Um, excuse me, actually, their best finish being second place. Wow. Um, they were in that semifinal match of the 2008 year. They played against um, they played against Eula in the semifinals that year. Unbelievable. Shlomo Weisberg is with us. Elliot Weiselberg as well. Uh, speaking of local teams, by the way, that are in action today, I think the only other one we have to mention would be Frisch. They go up against Maimonides uh, late tonight in what's called the 8-9 game. I'm assuming that those who set this up uh, feel it's going to be a close one. Oh, they do. There are two of the best players in the tournament playing in that game. You have Yoni Klausner from Maimonides averaging 23 points a game this year, wow. who has really carried their team on their shoulder. And then you have Justin Hose, who I'm sure is a familiar name for many New Yorkers. Oh, yeah. From, uh, from Frisch, also averaging close to 17 points a game. And many think that while obviously basketball is a team game, that in the 8-9 game, it's really going to be a very exciting matchup of Yoni versus Justin as well. Very interesting. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the players to watch in this tournament. Would those be the two you would have pointed out? Those would be two that I'd point out. And then, Malcolm, I'm a big man. So it's very exciting for me when I see good big men coming to the Starachek tournament. And there are really two this year that I've already seen play and really can't wait to comes to the Maxstone Athletic Center, and that's Yoshua Zerman from CABC, who has had a very, very successful year, averaging around 15 points a game, wow. and really being a stronghold for that CABC team. And then Jojo Himmelman from Eula, who is coming to play in his third Starachek tournament, and has had much success here thus far. And I know that many, both at CABC and at Eula, are really hoping to see a Zerman-Himmelman matchup Try and determine who is the best big man in this tournament. Very interesting. All right, Shlomo Weisberg, uh, some of the crazy basketball people like myself like to plan their Sarachek Sunday around the two semifinal games. Have we determined yet what time those two semifinal games will begin on Sunday? Uh, the best of my knowledge, they are at one thirty and 3. That's when they've been for as long as I can remember. So they're going to be literally the centerpiece of the day. Exactly. Everyone wants to see the semifinal game. All right, one thirty on Sunday. All right, Elliot Weiselberg, give us the local flavor of all these teams from the uh, Yeshiva League, the one that we know as the Yeshiva League here in this area, uh, going to Sarachek. Do you think we have a good shot? Do you think that some of these teams could actually walk away with the trophy? Well, I'm not looking that far ahead. Right now, I'm looking ahead to the, to the games you just mentioned on Sunday because if you look at the 2-3 teams, right. you're looking at Ramaz and Hafter. I think that would be an explosive matchup. I thought that... 
the matchups those two had over the course of the year. They played three times, twice in the league and once in the Saxon Tournament Championship, where they split the first two, and then the third game was played almost four days later, which North Shore came out with the win. I want to see them play again. I mm. think that if the two of them get together, it's going to be one of the best games of the tournament. Do e- but, uh, I'm sorry, sorry about that. No, go ahead, yeah. But I think that uh, if something happens and you find yourself uh, seeing a TABC uh, Ramaz uh, repeat, if TABC can upset uh, can upset Yule can can win the first round game and upset Yule in the second round, and Ramaz makes it through, I want to see a repeat of that of that quarterfinal game that TABC almost almost won. It's interesting. It's it's sort it's sort of like I mean, <laughs> you know, you have when you're coming in from out of town, and Shlomo can give us that perspective. Obviously, there's tremendous excitement, and it means a lot. Uh, it, it's for for us in this area. It's a uh, a little bit different in that we want to see some rematches, and we want to see these teams that have been doing so well in the Yeshiva League advance as far as possible. Lots of excitement, that's for sure. Uh, the uh, MaxLive.com, Shlomo, give everyone. It's very simple, right? Video and audio, all live, being done at that website. Correct? Yes, we have video and audio all live on that website. It's really. A, a huge tribute to those who have put in so much time and effort to Max Live, especially the Yeshiva University Admissions Office, which has really helped us grow from what many can remember as only being radio to making that entrance to the video stage as well. Yeah, and it's pretty clear and nice, and it's it's done very well. You have some good camera work there, I must say. I guess the students or whoever is at this point uh, in charge of it uh, have been working very hard over the last couple of weeks to perfect the whole system. That's definitely true. We really, we really pride ourselves on putting the best product out there. And as I'm sure you guys all know, you can only really do that with the full team, from the cameramen to the reporters to the producers. Everyone puts in just as much work, and it's really a special team to be a part of. By the way, what happens back at Ida Crown? Do they watch the game? Does the school get together and, and actually watch what's going on in New York? Uh, yes. The, well, definitely come Sunday or Monday, if Ida Crown is still around, the entire school will be watching the game together. But whether Rabbi Matanki, Mr. Harris, the administration, they like it or not, the entire school is watching today's game, and we'll be watching Friday's <laughs> game as well. <laughs> You're revealing what's going on behind the scenes, huh? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> they don't got the transistor radios with them, but they'll find out some way to watch or hear the game, correct? <laughs> oh, they'll be on the computers in the library, and I'm sure some of the teachers will even be showing the game live from the classroom. Oh, is that funny? And, of course, the most important part is that they're welcoming schools from all around North America, representing a whole bunch of states. And um, and uh, I, I know that aside from basketball, everybody gets to enjoy a wonderful Shabbos and weekend together as well. And I guess Shlomo, uh, being one who experienced that, you could tell us that it's uh, all in all a really worthwhile journey. It definitely is a worthwhile journey. I know just uh, you know from my experience that it really exposed me to the wonders of Yeshiva University, exposed me to the opportunity of really playing basketball at the next level, having met Coach Halpert on the Sarajek Shabbaton, getting to know him, and, and learning about the opportunities that Yeshiva University has to offer a student-athlete is really an incredible experience. Well, today is a March Madness for us, uh, both at the Sarajek Tournament for the Yeshiva League and for all the schools coming in. It's really amazing. Uh, Elliot Weiselberg, again, thank you. You did an amazing job for us. Enjoy Sarajek. I hope to see you up there at some point during this weekend. Uh, you will. Uh, hopefully over the weekend uh, I will get an opportunity to, uh, with, with some uh, permission from the Max Live crew to join their squad for a bit. And 
Hopefully that'll happen either Saturday night or Sunday. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it up today. I have uh, my own March Madness to get to tonight, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we come out of that victorious. And that's uh, right, Elliot. Who are we who are we wishing luck to tonight? The big championship uh, is tonight. Uh, the Hartora Hattricks are going for uh, going for the Junior High Hockey Championship tonight in DRS at 7 p.m. Well, good luck to you, Shlomo Weisberg. To you and your entire crew. Good luck. MaxLive.com. It's going to be very exciting all through the weekend. Thank you. Appreciate your support. A pleasure. Thursday morning broadcast. There it is, folks. Uh, the uh, Saracek tournament begins today, and it should be a lot of fun. Lots of great storylines, as usual, and uh, lots of great reporting and uh, audio and video work. Big yeshikoch to those folks up at Yeshiva University who make uh, all the excitement happen during the Sarachek weekend. Thursday morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser is set. His words, Zechonishmas, are of Zebin of Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing today with our series on the power of tefillah. The Medrash tells us that Mordechai wanted to find out if B'nai Yisrael were going to be victorious. So he stopped three children and he asked what they had learned that day. It was like Nevoah to see where things were headed. The first child said, you will not fear sudden terror. The second child said, Plan a conspiracy and it's going to be destroyed. The third child said, Until your old age I am unchanged. I will carry you. I made you. I will carry you and rescue you. Mordechai understood that these psukim indicated B'nai Yisrael would be victorious and that their enemies would fall. The Yalkut Shmoni shows that all of these Nebuahs were fulfilled and B'nai Yisrael indeed prevailed. The Taz notes that we say these Psukim after Oleinu, at the conclusion of Davening. The Mepharshim explain that Oleinu proclaims our belief that Hashem Hu Elokim, Hashem is the one God, Ein Oid Milvado and there is nothing but Hashem. In the merit of this Amuna, our tefillos, our prayers are answered. This is the reward for that Amuna. It's also a reminder to us, before we leave the comfort of the shul or the place where we're davening, and go to face the struggles and challenges of life, we once again say, Al-Tira mipachad pisoim, umishoas v'shoim kisavoy. We learn in the Talmud, that there were demons that used to frequent the base Medrash, where Abaye gave over his Torah. It was so brazen that it didn't even wait to be concealed at night or to seek out certain individuals to attack. Even sometimes there were two people that would come to the base Medrash together. They would be injured by this spirit. When Abaye heard that Rab Achabar Yaakov was going to come to town, he said to everyone, no one should give him a place to sleep, and therefore he's going to be forced to stay over in the base Medrash. Maybe while he's staying there, a great miracle is going to happen. Having no choice, Ravacha did come to the base Medrash that night. Suddenly, the demon appeared to him as a seven-headed serpent. Ravacha then began to daven, and he bowed his head in tefillah. Each time he bowed, one of the heads fell off. The Marsha asked an interesting question. How was it possible that Abaye could place Ravacha in mortal danger? How was he so sure 
that Ravacha was going to have the schus to have a miracle happen. And we learn in Chazal that even if a miracle does happen, it could take away from a person's schuyos, from their merits. He explains that benefits which we get from tefillah because we have prayed, even if it's miraculous, can still be considered quite natural because tefillah is a foundation and a fundamental of our world. It's been put into the world from the time of creation. And therefore, it is our schus that we can daven and we can pray for whatever we want, even if we consider it to be miraculous. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Oh, sorry. J.M. in the A.M. On Wednesday, April the 30th, NORPAC has announced that they are heading to Washington. Wednesday, April 30th is the NORPAC mission to Washington. NORPAC is America's leading bipartisan pro-Israel political action committee, directly advocates with, uh, advocates with members of Congress for a stronger U.S.-Israel relationship. And every year, NORPAC brings hundreds of citizen activists to Washington to discuss with congressional leaders critical current U.S.-Israel issues. NORPAC also regularly hosts parlor meetings with political candidates who prioritize the U.S.-Israel relationship. And I'm going to take this opportunity to thank uh, President of NORPAC, Dr. Ben Schwecka, Mission Chairs for the 30th of April, uh, Dr. Lori Baumel, Dr. Richard Schlussel, and David Steinberg, because it has been announced that JM and the AM, in fact, is not only for the first time going to be in Washington with NORPAC, but is actually going to be broadcasting that morning, Wednesday, April 30th, from some prominent location in our nation's capital. It will add a, uh, a a wonderful flavor to the entire day. We have hundreds of people from this area going who are JM and the AM listeners. Who knows? You might be part of the show that morning. With us live via telephone is, in fact, Dr. Richie Schlussel, who will uh, tell us about Wednesday, April the 30th, and uh, what you can expect when you join at norpac.net. Dr. Schlussel, welcome back to JM and the AM. Nachum, thanks very much. We are very excited for NORPAC uh, to have JM and the AM join us that day. And we are very excited for you, Nachum, to come because I can almost guarantee that you're going to love that day. And I understand you might be bringing some of your high school kids with you. Uh, yeah, that's very possible, by the way. The, uh, you know, you know, you're in competition with some of these Israel advocacy trips. So <laughs> they, they gotta make a decision, but I'm hoping that yes, that they will join us in Washington just like so many hundreds. You know, you know, it's funny because a lot of people might think that it's only older folks or, or those in the workforce or, or people our age, et cetera, et cetera. You are attracting an amazing number of teens and young adults who joined NORPAC that day. We have the full spectrum. We have uh, high school students. We have college students from YU and other campuses. We have young adults. We have grandparents. We have veterans of, uh, of wars. We have former CIA members. We have housewives, lawyers, doctors, um, you name it. Every person from every kind of walk of life with uh, every range of abilities to uh, speak up on issues or just participate by showing up and, and being counted. You know, Dr. Schlussel, with all, and we've spoken a million times about this on the air, uh, you and I, and the prominence of this group has been emphasized countless times. But you know when the enormity of this whole thing hit me? Uh, you'd be shocked. It was this morning. When I saw the list of rabbinic leaders that you sent me who are participating 
in this year's NORPAC mission. The enormity of this event, I think, is reflected in that list. I mean, some of those prominent names among our leadership are on it, and they'll be joining us that day. It's uh, really a who's who of uh, leaders in the Jewish community in the greater tri-state area. You, uh, you can throw a rabbi's name at me, and I'll tell you if they're coming. <laughs> Chances are they are, by the way. <laughs> um, Rabbi Golden from Englewood. Right. Uh, Rabbi Przansky and Rabbi Wiles from the Teaneck area. Rabbi Baum from uh, the Teaneck area. You have uh, Rabbi Teitelbaum from Woodmere. You have Rabbi Rosenblatt from Riverdale. You have Rabbi Kellimer from uh, West, West Hempstead. Hempstead. Yeah. Um, it just goes on and on and on, and uh, all of them. I always tell people that whatever schedule you have and how busy you are at work, I'm glad to put your schedule up against any rabbi's schedule. That's a good point. They have 30-hour-a-day jobs, and all of these people who are incredibly important, uh, incredibly busy, are taking the day off to go to members of Congress and speak about the U.S.-Israel relationship. Yeah, and don't minimize the professionals. You you know firsthand the doctors, the surgeons, those who are, you know, again, very busy schedules. They're able to... Uh, uh, to make the commitment, take the day off, and participate in this amazing day. We'll be there, folks. Circle the calendar, April 30th. The NORPAC mission to Washington will leave early that morning. What you do is you meet in small groups with members of Congress. Don't worry. NORPAC prepares you, right, Dr. Schlussel? This shouldn't scare anybody away. That's exactly right. You can participate to whatever level you uh, would like to participate. You can uh, speak directly towards one of our talking points. We prepare them for you. We give them to you in advance. You can study them. Uh, and so all the words are there for you to speak. Uh, again, if you choose just to uh, observe uh, and chime in uh, as much as you want, you have that ability to. But the talking points are there. Uh, everybody can do it. Uh, you don't have to be a professional lobbyist to do it. In fact, it makes a tremendous impression on the members of Congress that these are lay people. The people they're going to meet with a half hour before our meeting uh, might be a professional lobbyist for the uh, agriculture lobby and then afterwards another professional lobbyist for the trial attorneys. We're just regular people, and for them to see us, the uh, number of people that walk into a congressional office that's not a paid lobbyist, incredibly small, and they're, they're very, very impressed with that. And um, it, all the, all the um, uh, nuts and bolts you take care of, the round-trip transportation to Washington, all three meals, they're glot-kosher, they're taken care of. Nobody has to worry about any of that stuff all day long. They literally can go, advocate, and enjoy the day. Soup to nuts, we take care of everything. We have uh, buses leaving from about 17 different locations in the tri-state area, Brooklyn, the five towns, West Hempstead, Teaneck, West Orange, New Rochelle, Muncie, Kew Garden Hills, Elizabeth, Edison, Highland Park, on and on and on, uh, two locations in Manhattan, Riverdale. So there's a bus very, very near where you are that will take you. As you said, there's three meals. When you get to Washington, we have a fantastic plenary session at 11 a.m. in the convention center, where we have national leaders, leaders of the Senate, leaders of Congress come to speak to us and tell us their thoughts on the uh, Middle East and why they value the U.S.-Israel relationship. And then we break out to go to Capitol Hill for our meetings. We get back uh, on our buses late in the afternoon, get home late at night. It's a long, full day. You're very tired. There's no question about it. But at the end of it, not only is it important, most people tell us it was very exciting and enjoyable. No, no question about it, the impression that it makes. And we know these days we can go, we could go through the issues, but all you have to do is, uh, is follow the news. And you know there's some very, very important issues to emphasize and to hopefully uh, influence uh, members of uh, the United States Congress. Information, by the way, to register for the NORPAC trip on April the 30th. It's NORPAC, N-O-R. 
NORPAC.net. That's NORPAC.net. You can dial 201-788-5133, 201-788-5133. Note there are discounts for high school students and for college uh, students as well. And even the adult rate is very reasonable. NORPAC.net or 201 Three, Not to suggest that our added participation would uh, would cause this, but do you think we're going for a record-breaking year in terms of attendance? I think so, uh, Nachum. We've uh, we've brought a thousand people to Washington. So you have uh, hit a thousand in the past. Yes, um, and uh, we would love to break that number. I'm sure JM and the AM will help us with that. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I think that when you walk the halls of Congress and you see women with NORPAC. Uh, pins on their lapel and men with Norpac kippas. It's a, really a phenomenal sight, and uh, there's very few things. We, we meet with more than 90% of the members of Congress, wow. 90%, maybe 95 senators. There are very few things that all members of Congress all do together on the same day, short of the State of the Union or a joint session of Congress. Across the political spectrum, we meet with everybody, and uh, it really has a tremendous impact. I I, if, I could just tell you in sure. two minutes, Nahum, yeah, sure. um, a story I told at our shul when we were discussing uh, the NORPAC mission and trying to promote it. Uh, it's in the context of a documentary that's absolutely phenomenal. It's not so easy to find, but it's a documentary called 50 Children. Uh, it's the story in 1939 of a young couple named uh, Eleanor and Gilbert Krauss in the Philadelphia area, secular Jews, not particularly committed. Their kids even went to a Quaker school. Yet somehow this Mr. Krauss, who was a successful business lawyer, yeah. found out about what was going on in Europe to the Jews, and he was uh, farsighted enough to realize that uh, things were a problem and it was important to get as many Jews out as possible. The State Department at that time was not very uh, supportive of uh, giving more visas to uh, Jews to leave, but he noticed uh, an interesting uh, loophole in that the visas that were issued, some of them weren't being used. And he suggested to the State Department, why don't we use 50 unused visas here and there to extract 50 Jewish children from Europe who were, in, who were at risk. And the State Department hemmed and hawed, but he went down to Washington from Philadelphia and he persisted with the State Department. And finally, they relented to his uh, persuasion and they said, but what you have to do is you have to have 50 families here that will uh, agree to host them. So he went back to Philadelphia. He and his wife had these incredibly uncomfortable conversations where they had to get people to release their financial records, agree to host, personal details. And then they got those uh, 50 people. Then they had to go, one more small thing, they had to go to Vienna in 1939 to go pick these children up and, and, and take them back. And just to put it in a little bit of context, in 1939, already in 1935, the Nuremberg Laws had been passed. Right. In 1937, the Buchenwald camp had opened. And just a year before 1938, Kristallnacht occurred. So here, these two people of their own volition fly into the teeth of maybe the greatest evil in the history of the world voluntarily, of their own free will. And they go to Vienna. They meet these families who are desperate to give their children to these strangers to take to a strange land. And then while they're there, they get a cable that there's a problem with some of the visas. So they have to travel from Vienna to Berlin. They go to Berlin into the Gestapo Nazi headquarters, the foreign ministry there, and they meet a higher-up official with swastikas all around them, all the uh, arms of power uh, in their face. And they're speaking with this man, and this man 
uh, is considering whether to give them the visas or not. Uh, and uh, he looks at Mr. Kraus and says to him, are you a Jew? So with everything really hanging in the balance, these 50 children, not only that, but their two children at home, they had two young children. Who knows what could have happened the whim of this Gestapo officially could have easily thrown them in Buchenwald and nobody would have ever heard of them again. And Mr. Kraus looked at this Gestapo official, looked him in the eye, says, yes, I am a Jew. I'm a Jew from America. I'm here for these children, and we're going to take them out. And he signed the forms. They went back to Vienna. Long story short, the kids and the parents said goodbye to each other at the train station that was going to take them to the port. The parents were told, you cannot wave goodbye to your children because there was a law in the books at the time that Jews could not do the Nazi salute. And if they raised their hand, they might have been arrested. So they just nodded to each other. The children went to the port. They went to America. These 50 children had their children, had grandchildren. Hundreds of people were saved because of this young couple that just did this on their own. And I, I told people that I don't think I could have, you know, I'm not a, a humble person. I don't think I could have done what they did to travel that distance and to do what they did in that danger. But I think sometimes there are lessons in history that are very uh, instructive for us in, in, in our time and day. And I start to think to myself, what can what can I do? I couldn't do what the Krauses do, but what can I do for our Jewish brethren uh, in distant lands or the Jews of Israel? I, I think that this is an important way to do something. And when I say do something, I don't mean what we sometimes consider doing, like sending an email, signing a petition, writing a check. Those are nice. But to do, to travel a distance, to look an official in the eye and say, yes, we are Jews of America and this is what's important to us. Uh, I think on that day, on Wednesday, April 30th, when we go to Washington and speak about foreign aid, Iron Dome, Iran sanctions, our views on the peace process, why the U.S.-Israel relationship is mutually beneficial, not just for Israel, but the United States. In fact, just recently when Prime Minister Netanyahu was here, he went to California to speak to California Governor uh, Brown about how uh, Israel's water technology can save the Southwest and the West from the drought conditions that they suffer from, how Israel can help the United States, all of those things are very, very doable for us in our time right now. Amazing. Dr. Schlossel, well said, to say the least. April 30th, everybody, get information, no matter how old or young you are, uh, join us as uh, NORPAC heads to Washington, norpac.net, N-O-R-P-A-C.net, or call 201-788-5133, and make sure to be tuned in that morning, no matter where you are, as we'll be in the nation's capital with JM and the AM. Dr. Schlissel, I hope that the hundreds of people heed the call this morning and get in touch with NORPAC to join us. Nahum, it's going to be a great day. Bring your kid, bring your parent, bring your friend. Go to Congress and say uh, the following two very complicated words. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the U.S.-Israel relationship. It's something that goes over very, very well and not only helps us develop relationships but maintain the relationships with the members of Congress that we have. Many thanks to you. JM and the AM on a Thursday morning, NORPAC at norpac.net or 201-788-5133.
I am a bird, Jerusalem. You have the wings to fly. You are the father of my dream. I am the gift of time. I am your child, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is mine. You are an orchard in the sand. I am the fruit you bear. You are the glove that warms my hand. I am the smile you wear. You are the music of the hills. I am the words that rhyme. Song Jerusalem, Jerusalem is mine. You are the cradle of freedom, and I am the harvest of springtime. You are the dawn. Of a new day, I am tomorrow. You are forever. From the storm, I am your guiding light. You are a book whose leaves are torn. I am a page you write. You are the branches of a tree.
Jam in the AM on a Thursday morning. That's uh, Simcha Liner, brand new with his title track. Before that, Jerusalem is mine. Felt that was a great selection to play after our NORPAC conversation, reminding everybody to head to Washington Wednesday, the 30th of April. It's going to be a great day. We'll be down there, and uh, thousands will uh, be advocating for Israel that day. NORPAC.net has all the information. You are invited to participate. Want to uh, commend the Jewish press. This week's paper in their magazine section, they actually highlight the work of JBI International. We've been telling you about JBI's efforts to get the large print Haggadahs out to as many people as possible, those who are in need of it. And um, uh, sure enough, they have a cover story in their magazine this week about the amazing work of JBI a Library. Go to jbilibrary.org for information about ordering those uh, large print Haggadahs. And uh, again, they have produced an amazing full-color magazine entitled Building Blocks, a special needs magazine that is included in this week's paper, it's a 56-pager this time around, and we always commend the amazing staff for what they do with this. They just put out a great product with a whole bunch of very important information. So big kudos to the Jewish Press and to Moshe Class specifically, who uh, is the magazine publisher for them. And every single time it comes out, it is uh, yet another incredible product. I want to give a shout-out to our friends at Yavna Academy in Paramus, New Jersey. Every year... And they have no, I don't know, I hope they know how much I appreciate it. Every single year, Rabbi Knapp and Rabbi Burstein uh, invite me to their um, a dramatic production. This time it's called Diamonds in the Forest. It's happening tonight at the Paramus High School Auditorium. Uh, it is always in some way uh, tied into uh, Yom HaShoah and the Holocaust Studies Department. And uh, every year they put on an amazing performance. We hear from people who uh, really gain a lot from it. Uh, every time they go, and uh, they invite me, and I, I set aside the date. I try to be there, and uh, unfortunately, again this year, I'm not going to be able to make it because of a conflict. But I do want to take this opportunity to wish good luck to all the students from Yavna Academy in Paramus, who tonight, under the leadership of Rabbi Knapp and Rabbi Burstein, and their incredible uh, teachers and instructors, will be hitting the stage with this very important dramatic presentation. It's called Diamonds in the Forest. Good luck, guys. I hope it goes well. I'm sure it will. Uh, special greeting to you this morning from all of us here at JM in the AM. Malcolm Honline will join us tomorrow at 740. The Honline Moskowitz wedding is tonight. Daniela Honline and Svi Moskowitz are getting married tonight down in Baltimore. We wish them a very special Mazel Tov. It will not keep Malcolm away from joining us tomorrow. So the weekly update will go on as scheduled at 740 tomorrow morning. Make sure to be tuned in for that. And again, to Daniela Honline and Svi Moskowitz, Mazal Tov. And I'll give an extra special Mazal Tov uh, to Mr. and Mrs. Hano Honline, uh, who are the uh, parents of the Kala, and uh, to Rabbi Mrs. Uh, Daniel Moskowitz, who are the parents of the Chassan. A very special Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. The Orthodox Union Singles Connection and North Shore University Hospital in Young Israel of New Hyde Park present a Chesed Chagiga, Mix and Mingle, while doing mitzvot, have an enjoyable interactive evening with delicious dairy dining while preparing Pesach packages for patients at the North Shore University Hospital. It's happening this Sunday, March 30th at 6 p.m. at the Young Israel of New Hyde Park on 77th Avenue. Information, contact the OU at 212-613-8300, 212-613-8300. Reminder, the Young Israel of Fairlawn has their big event this coming Sunday night. Comedian Joel Chasnoff is going to be uh, the guest. He is a very funny man. He will be the guest. The uh, event will take place at the Anche Lubavitch Center 
in Fairlawn at the Young Israel of Fairlawn event. You can contact them via the web and uh, get your reservation in for Sunday night. Should be a lot of fun. Again, a mazal tov to our friends at Manhattan Day School, to Tamara and Eric Goldstein, Bluma Snyder, and Rabbi Chaim Gold for the big uh, dinner uh, taking place this coming Sunday night. Mazal tov to them. And, of course, a mazal tov to our friends at TABC who will be uh, honoring Wendy and Isaac Shulman, Alyssa and Stephen Levy, Dr. Gary Katz, and Yaakov Apfelbaum this coming Sunday night at Keter Torah uh, on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey, at their big dinner. Lots of great gatherings going on. We say mazal tov to all the honorees from all of us here at JM in the AM. More coming up as we continue on an amazing Thursday morning. Don't forget we have great programming all day long on our stream. I'll give you a preview of some of that. In just a few minutes, this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Hi, 
J.M. in the A.M., that's eighth day here, opening up the uh, 8 o'clock hour on a uh, Thursday morning broadcast. Reminder, amazing programming on our stream all day long. Charlie Harari is going to be on later today, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, you'll hear Charlie uh, uh, between 9 and 10 with the Book of Life. That's life. Miriam L. Wallach is going to be doing her show starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. She will speak with award-winning author Ruchama King-Foyerman. Her latest release is called In the Courtyard of the Kabbalist. And uh, she'll speak with her between uh, 10 and 11 Eastern Time on our stream at jmnam.org. Don't forget, we've got a uh, an amazing live lunch coming up starting at 11 o'clock until 1 p.m. on our stream at jmnam.org. I have the... I have the... Uh, privilege of hosting that. Gorf is going to do the stunt show today. On today's stunt show, the world according to Gorf visits the United Kingdom for the Worldwide Conference of Limud, attended by 2,700 Jews of all backgrounds and nationalities. That's going to be happening at 2 o'clock today on the stream. You'll hear Gorf with his report from the United Kingdom. And then at 6 o'clock tonight, Michael Fragan with a brand new spin class. He will speak to outgoing Jewish Week political reporter Adam Dichter. Who has covered the latest? Oh, and then and they'll also cover the latest from Albany, New York City, and the rest of the huge political world. So Adam Dichter is outgoing Jewish Week political reporter. He's a guest of Michael Fragan tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmnam.org. Alan Schoenfeld is here live via telephone as we remind everybody what I call last minute information about legendary destinations. We will be down there in Cape Coral, Florida. It's going to be happening, of course starting Sunday, the day before Pesach, April the 13th. It's still not too late to participate and to come down and enjoy. It's a family Pesach luxury getaway at Legendary Destinations, and, of course, it's a fundraiser for us here at JM in the AM. Alan Schoenfeld, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's great to be on your radio show. Actually, yesterday, one of our customers called and asked if I'd be on the radio today. She likes hearing me and you together. (laughs) I'm becoming a celebrity. (laughs) That's, well, if she likes it, I guess she'll enjoy the shows during Pesach, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Every day, more and more exciting things are happening. We added a, a stretch class in the morning for the ladies and the gentlemen. We added Zumba classes. Every day we're adding more and more to make sure that it's a legendary experience. Give us the behind-the-scenes uh, um, uh, atmosphere when it's two and a half weeks to go to Pesach and you're expecting hundreds of people as your guests. Okay, you ready? We have David Case um, working day and night on making sure the deliveries are coming through, making sure the quantities of food, how many eggs we need, God knows, how many chickens we need, God knows. Um, Masha is working diligently to still try to help people get flights at a reasonable price so they could come down and join us. We have people calling from San Diego, from New Mexico, from <laughs> Boston, all over trying to get flights to come down, and one, we're helping them with that. One thing you did guarantee us, and that is we'd meet people from uh, a variety of states in this union. You are correct. We have a very, as I say, eclectic mix of guests, and being the program is not massive 
amounts of people, everybody's going to get to know everybody. Yeah, we may everybody, be a great family group. Tons and tons of children, teens, singles, older couples, families. It's just beautiful. It's really coming together very, very nice. We're going to try to convince some of those people from the more obscure areas, at least from our perspective, the more obscure areas, to wake up early and join us during our Holomoid programming. We'll see how that works out. Now, what if somebody does want to explore coming down to the Weston and Cape Coral, Florida? Uh, they call me directly. Call me directly. 212-971-9750. I personally will speak with them. I personally will make sure that their accommodations are what they want. That's another thing. Every day I'm speaking to our clients and our guests to make sure that when they show up Sunday morning or Monday morning, the rooms they requested are the rooms they're getting. The rooms are going to be spacious. The rooms are going to be exactly to accommodate all their family needs. And as we've been telling everybody for months, folks like Eighth Day and Soul Farm and Freddie Roman and magician Ben Cohen and the list goes by Noam Weinberg and the list goes on and on. Great day camp, etc. It's all part of this program. Big fundraiser for us. That's why we want to see as many many people as possible. Come down to Florida, enjoy the warm weather. One thing Alan is guaranteeing, it's not going to be 23 degrees in the morning like it is here, right? You are guaranteeing that. 100% guaranteeing <laughs> that you will have magnificent weather, magnificent food, and magnificent fun. Uh, that, that sums it up. If you're looking for that for Pesach, go to legendarydestinations.com or dial 212-971-9750 and speak with Alan. Again, that's 212 971 Nine seven five zero. We are looking forward to a great holiday. We'll check in again with you next week, Alan, to see how things are going. And people should not hesitate, right? Two and a half weeks, plenty of time for you to prepare for them. A hundred percent. We will make, as I said to someone, if I have to give up my room, I will make sure everyone fits in. (laughs) Well, that's quite a commitment, I must say. If we see you sleeping in the lobby, then we'll know what happened. (laughs) If I'm sleeping, we're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, knowing you, you won't get any sleep at all. But, hey, you don't mind as long as people are being serviced properly. Uh, 212-971-9750. We're looking forward to legendary destinations. Thank you, Alan Schoenfeld. Have a great day. JM in the AM. Here's Aton Katz.
That's uh, Kolot, Yaakov Shweki with uh, Ach Sameach. Before that, Eitan Katz live in Jerusalem. He was amazing here yesterday. If you missed the conversation, make sure to check out the archives later at jmtheam.org. Israel switches to daylight savings time tonight, which means it'll be uh, going from a six- to a seven-hour difference from the New York, New Jersey area. Keep that in mind as daylight savings time begins at 3 a.m. in the Holy Land uh, later tonight. Well, there was a time when, on a weekly basis... Every Tuesday night, I had the opportunity to speak with this man on the air, and it was like the highlight of my week, to say the least. And we have not had too many on-air conversations, not enough, I should say, on-air conversations since then. And then this week, when I was offered him as a guest because of an important uh, uh, item that's going on in our community and up in the uh, New York State uh, Senate, I said, this is my chance, this is my opportunity to get him back on the air 
and to declare just how amazing and incredible a leader he is. Ladies and gentlemen, from the 17th New York State Senate District, please welcome the Honorable Simcha Felder. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning. Those were the days when the Felder focus was the talk of the town. Well, I don't need breakfast this morning. I'm fully satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you'll still have a chocolate Danish. <laughs> yeah, you have a good memory. You are you, have a good are you memory. kidding? You and the chocolate Danish like two peas in a pod. Come on. <laughs> I don't need anything else. This is not a protein diet, nothing else. It's so if you had a chocolate Danish for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you'd be fine. I would be a very happy man. <laughs> Very. It, like, I guess it doesn't take much to satisfy the Honorable Simcha Felder. That's all you need. You bring right. along a box of chocolate Danish and you're set. That's right. A tip for the next meeting, folks. Although knowing Simcha, he's not going to accept it during a meeting, so I'll you're finished. I'll pay for it. Oh, there you but go. But I will take it. He'll reimburse you. Bring the receipt. He'll reimburse you even double if necessary. That's right. Uh, what's happening up there? People want to know what your experience is like in that amazing place we call Albany. Well, first of all, I, I want to thank my colleague, Assemblymember Mike Samanowitz. Yeah, he's a good I man. I come up by train, and he comes up by car, right. and if not for him, I wouldn't have him with the minion every day. Very nice. We're in the same place, and he gives me a ride to shul. We just got back. In fact, the rabbi in Albany made a bris yesterday. Mazel tov. son. So... That, those are the highlights of being in Albany. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> those are the highlights of being in Albany. Minion and the occasional brist would be the things you're looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just, it's nice to start the day that way, certainly, uh, when you're away from home for long periods, but in general. You're lucky, by the way. That's a nice representation from our community, including, uh, you just mentioned Mike Semenowitz, who's a great guy. You're lucky you have a, you'll at least have a couple of close friends from the community up there. Yes, that is absolutely true. There are, a, a, man, a number of people here. We have Assemblyman Hike and Phil Goldfeder. I don't want to leave anyone out. Yeah. Uh, David Weprin. Have you seen my uh, neighbor, Speaker Silver, in the last uh, week? I saw him in the beginning of the week. There you in go. In the beginning of the week. There you go. He, uh, he is doing what he does best, and for many years he is leading the Assembly. And uh, unfortunately for us, he's such a tough negotiator. That that uh, us and we in the Senate, we <laughs> he, he I say this complimentarily. He's on top of things. So with budget discussions, he really, really is looking out for everybody and protecting uh, institutions throughout the throughout the state. But uh, I I think the Senate would rather have someone that wasn't that smart and that clever. And I say that complimentarily. Well, there you go. He's looking out for the uh, residents of yeah. New York State. Yeah. I like the way you put that. All right, now what's happening this week? Why is this such an important week up in Albany, especially vis-a-vis -vis our community? Well, for many, many years, there have been so many different attempts to do something to benefit the non-public school kids. Right. Uh, tuition, we know, is prohibitive. I need not tell you. And... And in general, the needs in communities with with larger families, it's, it, it's so expensive, so it's just a double whammy with the tuition payments. So last year, thank God, we were able to pass what I would call historic legislation on transportation, which which I, I thousands of children throughout New York City and throughout the throughout the uh, 
the metropolitan area have benefited from by not parents do not pay for transportation costs at all. Yeah, and I will tell you that you were lauded for that, uh, rightfully so, but boy, a lot of people were very appreciative. Yeah, and uh, that, that, that was something that was passed. It's a law. It's not something that will come and go. And many institutions, many yeshivas, uh, Catholic schools, and other schools, and I must say that this this uh, offer, I should say, this plan is available to public schools as well. Where I, I know we're not allowed to use the word privatize because that's that's usur, that's prohibited. Yeah. But that's what it is. Right. Where in essence, the, in essence, allows the schools to get their own transportation, and the state and the city uh, reimburse for that first year some schools thought it wouldn't work out i don't blame them but the coming year we're going to have even more schools this year what we're attacking is trying to help non-public schools and public schools through reducing and individuals tax burden which means that if nachem siegel and this would be a dream Right. If you only owed a hundred dollars in taxes right. to the state, we're not sure the percentage, but you would be permitted, as an example, to take ninety percent of the tax you'll have to pay, ninety dollars, and contribute that to a foundation. The, those foundations could do one of two things: either give scholarships to non-public school children, which would clearly help parents with their tuition. Or contribute the, uh, that money to a public school foundation, which would help public school children with uh, things that they are not able to get into their classrooms now due to budget constraints. What's the extent now of tax credits or tax uh, help if you have kids in school? There, there is nothing today that allows someone to reduce their tax due. So contributions to charities and things like that have existed for a long time, but right. that doesn't reduce one's tax. Gotcha. It only helps if you have enough itemized deductions. This literally reduces your actual t- what That's you correct. what you owe in taxes. That's right. You figure out your, your what you owe. If it's a hundred dollars, if you owe a thousand dollars, you would be able to take nine hundred dollars out of that thousand, and instead of paying it to the state, pay it to the foundation to help. Non-public school children help with scholarships, right. help pay the tuition, but I emphasize it helps all children because you could contribute that money to a public school foundation to help fund arts programs, um, new computers, uh, new, anything that the city and the state is not able to provide due to budget constraints, you could even direct it to specific public schools. Understood. When it comes to the non-public schools, you can't direct it to particular students uh, to help them with their tuition, because that certainly would be something that would lend itself <laughs> to corruption and fraud. Yes, we understand. But, but you, the foundation would help uh, children in general with t- tuition payments. And it doesn't actually cut your, your payments, but it cuts your taxes and allows you to contribute a big portion of your taxes to these foundations and to help yeshiva children with that tuition. Now, when is all this going to be decided? What do people who are listening right now who live in New York State need to do? At this point, I would say they should pray. 
because we're literally in the thick thick of it. It's Friday night, Lahavdal. It's Friday night, the chont is cooking. There's very little you can do, right. but just daven that it cooks cooks well and tastes good. And this decision will be known to us once the budget passes or once it's proposed? What happens? That's a very good question. And the way that works is that that in order for the budget to pass, the bills have to be printed and aged like good wine, yeah. and aged for three days. They, so, need, they need to simmer a bit, I uh, guess. Simmer a bit. Yeah. So, for example, if these bills, as a result of speaking to Nachum Siegel, got, got, got agreed upon right. by the Senate and the Assembly at 8.33 a.m., right. today, if it got printed, so today, Thursday would be day number one, right. Friday would be day number two, and Shabbos would be day number three. Right. And in theory, at 12 a.m. Sunday morning, they would be able to vote on it. Right. But if it's printed under normal conditions, once it goes to print, the assumption is that it's going to be voted on. Whether it will be passed, also the assumption is that once it's agreed upon, they're trying to agree on things that will get passed, not that will be voted down, because it's all part of the budget. Understood. So, so we would have, uh, I would say, a good inkling that it's going to work, but it's not sealed until the budget is passed. All right. So once, once there's an agreement, then we know that down the road it'll it'll become law, basically. That's correct. Simcha Felder is with us, 17th Senate District, New York State. Nothing we could do about this at this point other than pray, as Simcha pointed out, but this would be quite significant. Is this something that you brought to the fore, that you were championed through the New York Senate? Well, I wish I could say that it was my idea. I have been, uh, from my early days in the council, trying to do something to help parents, uh, yeshiva parents, with their prohibitive tuitions. This, this idea was something that the Catholic Conference came up with, and to their credit, the reason that this is at this, at this spot is because the bill helps both non-public and public school children. Right. That has been, so that's the, that's the real creativity that the, that's put into this bill. But the colleagues, I have some colleagues that have been involved with this bill, but this year, this year we've been really working very, very aggressively, and we were determined. In fact, the cardinal came up to Albany to to uh, to advocate for this bill as well. So uh, we're we're hoping that as a result of all the advocacy, that the Mitzvahim it'll get passed this year. The bill is a Golden Felder bill, you know, Senator Marty Golden, sure. from Brooklyn. And Michael Cusick from Staten Island hey, is the assembly sponsor. We know Cusick, good man. He, is he a congregant in your brother's shul? I don't know if he's a congregant, but he stopped by there a few times, I can tell you that much. Yeah, he's very, very, very nice. Uh, all right, uh, Simcha, I, uh, we got to run. I just have to point out to everybody, if you want to see a great photo, did you see this week's Jewish press yet? No. There's a, you had a visit from the uh, large Bubov contingent, all the students up in the state capitol. Remember that day? Oh, yes. That was Fabulous. The only color item in the picture is your tie. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, other than that, it's a big black oh, and white that picture. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I, I, by the way, I forgot to mention Phil Goldfeder. That's who's right. Also here, uh, yeah, working you, with us. But any them. schools, Nachum, 
any schools that are interested in coming up and taking a wonderful tour of the Capitol, and it's a kosher, glot kosher Holy tour. Holy cow. Yeah. You can call our offices. I think it's, it's, it's really something that the schools, the children really enjoyed on this visit, and certainly others would as well. Thank you, Simcha Felder. Great speaking with you again. Thank you very much for having me, and I take this opportunity to wish you, your family, and all your listeners the Chakosher Sameach. Same to you and the Felders. A big thank you from all of us here at JMDA. I'm the Honorable Simcha Felder, 23 minutes before 9 o'clock. Special guest from Israel coming up at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Many of you have heard of the, uh, that's Shalshelis, by the way, here at JM. Many of you have heard of Or Meir Ubracha. We have discussed them many times on these airwaves. Uh, under the leadership of Leora Teji, they essentially give out everything uh, that so many people need for Shabbat and Yantif um, every single week on Thursdays. In fact, today, I bet there are a lot of people in our audience who have a uh, an email in their inbox from Arme Bracha because every Thursday they send out an email with a photo of what's been happening that day. When we wake up, they've already given out God knows how many pounds and hundreds of pounds of uh, different food items for Shabbos and Yantif. Pesach is coming. We want to help people who are in Yerushalayim and other areas of Israel. And Leora Teji is here to help us help those people. Boker Tov, Shalom, welcome back to JM in the AM. Boker Tov, good morning. We just played Sameach um, uh, on the radio. There's a kala you said tonight. There's a yes. wedding. Who's the kala tonight? This is a Simcha Yehudit Levi. Mazal Tov. Mazal Tov. She... She's very uh, good uh, girl, and uh, we wish her mazel tov. Ma, and you'll be at the wedding, Bezrat Hashem. I make her surprise. Oh, ooh, sorry. Okay, I'm only <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> now, I now when I when I heard you were in the United States, I asked, I wanted you to come in here for one reason, one reason, and I'll tell you what that reason is. Every Thursday, you are you have an amazing operation. Many people remember we were at your place at Oromeir Bracha on a Thursday, right? And we actually saw what was going on. I mean, hundreds of families are being fed each week because of Oromeir Bracha. That's besides what you do during the summer with camps and and items for uh, all the different holidays, including Pesach that's coming up. We'll talk about all that stuff. But the reason I wanted to speak to you so badly is because we were in Israel on that Thursday in December. When there were two feet of snow in Yerushalayim. And the first thing I thought of that morning as that storm was going on is how is Leora Tenji possibly coordinating all the different trucks and shipments and all the people that have to come in to collect their items on that day? Do you remember that day? Sure, you I remember. Were, you were in Yerushalayim that day? Yes. Was it impossible? You did everything very early and, and, and you were able to do everything you needed to do? We did everything regular. You can see on the YouTube in this date. It was a, a lot, a lot of snowing. People were able to get to you? All the people, they came, even not one basket left. Unbelievable. You can see on the YouTube. This There's is, a video of it. Yes, a video. And you must have some great pictures from that day. Beautiful picture and <laughs> a pain picture because a lot, a lot of the people, they came with a, a short pants to right. take a, the food. It was very hard. Right, they didn't realize what was... Yes. Uh, yeah, well, that now that's the reason why I asked you. I was so curious about how you were able to handle everything in the snow. But for some reason, miraculously, no problem. Everybody got what they needed, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. It's unbelievable. We have a lot of people in this community here in the New York, New Jersey area who are helping our mayor of Bracha, right? right? A lot of people, yeah, Baruch yeah, Hashem. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. All right, so now uh, the question is, how are we going to help Leora Teji and her staff get through Pesach? There are... A lot of chickens you need to buy. Right. There's a lot of wine and matzah that you need to buy. Right. There are potatoes and fruit uh, and sugar and carrots and rice. Oh, rice. That's funny. We rice. Would, we would buy rice. Yeah, we would buy rice here, but you could <laughs> buy rice. I forgot about that. And the seltzer cases and eggs, of course. Do you know that Armeo Bracha will spend 
almost sixteen thousand dollars just on eggs this Pesach. Did you know that? Right. You, you know that. I know. <laughs> we could uh, maybe maybe somebody out there would sponsor the eggs. Amen. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. I wish. That would be incredible. How many people, how many families do you think will turn to you for help for Pesach? I have uh, 600 families for Pesach. Wow. And uh, each one of them, they have between 8 to 10 kids. So you make the cheshbon, how much uh, money they need. It's a lot. It's a lot. And uh, they need the wine because it's Arba Kosot. Of course. And they need eggs. They need the matzah. It's not uh, nothing, not uh, extra. It's not a regular simple Shabbat. Right. It's uh, not that Shabbat so simple, yes. but you know what I mean. It's Shabbos and it's Chag, right. and we need help. Uh, now Pesach begins Monday night, so you'll do what? You'll give everybody what they need about a week before. How are you going to handle no, it? No, I'm going uh, to give them Bezrat Hashem on Thursday. This Shabbos will be without halot. Ah. Going to be the matzah and the double. Uh, Double basket, Bezrat Hashem, that, uh, and I hope, Bezrat Hashem, that uh, it's going to be enough for all the Yom Tev. All right, how have we done so far? Have people in this area, have they responded? Have they been nice? Have they been uh, contributing? All the people, it's amazing, because everyone wants to help, and uh, we build like the Mishkan. Whatever they can give. Yes. So if someone wanted to, in fact, sponsor the eggs, it's $16,000. Right. But if they can't do that and they want to sponsor the seltzer, it's $1,500. Right. It's a lot less. Right. So whatever they can give, you would appreciate it. Um, they'll be they'll be purchasing $2,500 worth of sugar, over $12,000 of matzot for the holiday, wine, over $30,000, or Mayor Bracha will oh. spend on wine for the holiday of Pesach, and chickens and potatoes together will be about $45,000. Right. <laughs> there are families who wonder how they're going to get through Yadav. I don't know how you get through it with 600 families to take care of. It's not I, easy. I know uh, each one of them, all the kids and everyone, we are uh, like family. All what they need, they came. And uh, it's very painful because uh, I want to be very successful in this trip that I can be able to buy Everything for Pesach. Right. Simple as that. What's the best way for people to contribute to Orme or Bracha? What the, is it the website? Which is the best way to do it? They can go to the website. And also, if you can, to remind them that we have tax deductible. Sure. Everything here is tax deductible. And uh, they can do by the website, by credit card. Orme or Bracha's office is located in Spring Valley. Their American uh, office is located in Spring Valley. You could literally send a check or drop off a check at 455 Viola Road in Spring Valley, New York. They also have They also have a phone number at 845-270-8801. That's 845-270-8801. Their web address, for those of you who don't get the email each week, and you should get the email because every week you wake up on a Thursday and you see how incredible the food packing and the food pickup has gone over there in the center of Yerushalayim. Uh, but if you uh, if you don't get the email each week, you could look them up on the web, terror-victims.org.il, terror-victims.org.il. We emphasize the importance of uh, giving money for Ramos Chitim, Kimcha de Pischa, as we say, uh, money before Pesach for families in need. Here's an opportunity to toss a few dollars their way and help defray the cost of all these incredible purchases that they have to make before Yantiv. Terror-victims.org.il.
And there you have it. Leo Reteji is here. I uh, I give a big bracha to all the listeners out there who uh, who respond to this, because you tell us each time that uh, whenever they respond, this money is used to uh, buy the items to help the families, and uh, you try to do as much as possible for all these families. So simple yeah. as that. I uh, wish to all the people that uh, they can celebrate uh, all the Yom Tev with enjoy and uh, support for all the family. And uh, not uh, forget the people in Eretz Israel that they really not have. Right. There are a lot of people who have absolutely nothing. And uh, as we've been discussing on this show, many people, including ourselves, are going to be at some really beautiful Pesach programs. And others are going to be home with, thank God, everything we need. So whatever we could do collectively to help out those who are in great need, it would be much appreciated. And one thing you've proven to me, Liara Teji, if there's snow or rain or brutal sunshine and heat, Whatever the case may be, you make sure that every single week people have what they need. Right. The snow doesn't stop you. No. Because oh, you could have woken up that morning and said, you know, it's going to be impossible today. We're not going to be able to do it. No. But that's not what happened. We are a Jew. We believe that Hashem gives us the more opportunity, more chance to make more mitzvot and ma'asim tovim. Unbelievable. Tadar Abalach. Thank you so much. And I want to tell you, thank you, Nahum, that Pleasure. you give me the opportunity and this Danu to tell you thank you so much and thank you to Aaron Poznanski that I not, for, uh, not forget him all the time when I came to America he take me here, he take me there it's not, it doesn't matter the hours and nothing so here, so, we, so here we would say Aaron's the man Aaron Poznanski the best he is the man he, he is, is the best <laughs> tzaddik, 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 thank you Leora, great seeing you <laughs> Chag Kasher Thank you, thank you. Leora Tedji, go to terror-victims.org.il and help out. JM and AM, a reminder, we're on the stream all day long with amazing programming. I'll give you some of that lineup coming up. And good luck to all the Yeshiva League teams, the Yeshiva League teams that are heading to the Sarachek Tournament. And, of course, good luck to all the schools that are coming in from around North America. The Sarachek Tournament starts about an hour from now up at Yeshiva University. If you missed our preview earlier this morning in the 7 o'clock hour, you can check it out later on in the archive section of jmnam.org. But good luck to all the teams coming in for the Sarachek Tournament up at Yeshiva University from all of us here at JM and the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Asher Bara, done by the amazing Eitan Katz, live in Jerusalem. He was here yesterday, and if you missed that show, you got to check out our archives. Did some live music for us. It was just spectacular. Uh, great programming on our stream all day long at jmintheam.org. Uh, Book of Life, Charlie Harari. The topic is freedom, coming up next between 9 and 10. Miriam L. Wallach, between 10 and 11, she will speak this morning between 10 and 11 a.m. Eastern Time with a uh, really an amazing author, award-winning author, Ruchama King. Uh, Ruchama King Feuerman, discussing her latest release in the Courtyard of the Kabbalists, plus executive director for the Organization for the Resolution of Agunot, or by Jeremy Stern on their latest endeavors. That's all going to be happening. And uh, Roy ben, ben, ben Liel, I hope that's correct, uh, the uh, Women's International Zionist Organization Florida chairperson reviewing their gala event tonight featuring Dr. Oz. That's all happening with Miriam today between 10 and 11 on That's Life. Uh, we mentioned Gorf. He's going to be doing his uh, report from the United Kingdom during the stunt show between 2 and 3 o'clock. At, at 1 o'clock, rather, on the stream. Throwback Thursday has some incredible guests from years ago. And um, and what was the other one I wanted to mention? And, of course, Spin Class tonight. He always has an amazing show, Michael Fragan. And tonight's Spin Class will uh, feature Adam Dichter, the outgoing Jewish Week political reporter. Achenu Bisrael and Achim Achemer, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Big thank you to all of our guests today. Good luck to everybody in the Sarachek tournament. Should be a lot of fun as it always is. Good luck to everybody. Uh, tomorrow we're back. The home line wedding is tonight. Mazal Tov. That's down in Baltimore. Malcolm is nonetheless going to join us tomorrow with all the celebrating. He is setting aside 740 tomorrow morning to join us for the weekly update. That happens tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. I'll speak to you next during our live lunch beginning at 11 o'clock this morning at jmtheam.org. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.